Hello, welcome to my podcast, Sean Matthews, The Real Deal. I have a special guest on today, and her name is Lucy. Lucy. Hi, <laughs> Hi Lucy. Lucy is a Lucy Oban. Oban? Is that how you say oh, your surname? Obod, yeah. Obod. Everyone yeah. gets it wrong, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Obod. And uh, she is a director and char chairwoman of the Kutamani Foundation, a small grassroots organization which is working to improve education for both children and teachers in Tanzania. I love that. I, yeah. She has started this organization at age 20 years old and after volunteering back in 2018 and working on a three-year project to construct a school in Tanzania, she fell in love with the children and the amazing colorful community. In Tanzania, access to education for disadvantaged children is greatly challenged, partly in light of the COVID-19 situation. And she wants her team, they want to work towards change and she strongly believes in education is the foundation of ending poverty. I absolutely love that, Lucy. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you on and you're 20 years old. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, 20 years old and you are, you do have drive. I asked you a couple questions before this podcast and you said you had drive and you certainly do. So welcome again. I'm excited to get started. Yeah. So, how are you today? Yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's pouring rain outside, but don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, no, really good. Good, good. And you're located in the Gold Coast, as, as I yeah. am? Yeah. Yep, yep. Down in Burley Heads, we've got an office space and things like that. So, that's where I am now, just, yeah, getting some work done, and now I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Life is great, hey? Life is good. <laughs> so, uh, so well, I want to ask you, the Kudamani Foundation, what is it exactly? Can you describe it to the listeners and the viewers and, and how was it developed to begin with? Yeah, so um, the Kudamani Foundation, we are a very, very small grassroots organisation. Um, as you sort of said in the, the intro, we are... The premise of the foundation is to provide free education and to provide quality education. So originally when we first started, we were looking at just establishing a school and providing free education uh, to children in Tanzania, starting in the, the Kilimanjaro region of Tanzania. Um, but through our research and what we experienced during our time in Tanzania was that the standard of education, um, quality education just was a, a really huge challenge, particularly in grassroots schools. Um, in Tanzania, 60% of all teachers are underqualified. So alongside operating a pre-primary school, we're currently working with uh, four qualified teachers here in Australia to develop a, like a bit of a professional development outreach program, uh, which is designed to support and upskill that 60% of underqualified teachers. So the program will consist of an initial course, which is all you know, focused around the Tanzanian curriculum and syllabus, familiarising them with the, the curriculum and syllabus, and then providing them with additional teaching, learning concepts, some stuff around inquiry-based learning, 
things that they can apply in any classroom setting with any resources that are locally attainable to them. So that's really the focus. Um, it started, as you said, because I, I volunteered back in 2018 and we, well, pretty much I went as a, a volunteer childcare worker slash teacher stepped into the classroom and realised that I was definitely not qualified to be in that classroom teaching a group of children at 18 years of age. I was still in year 12. I don't know how they let me volunteer, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but so I, I got involved with the project that was started by another Australian volunteer to buy land. At the time, it was just to buy land. Um, because the school we were volunteering at was run by a local woman and she ran it out of her home. The classroom was literally two metres by three metres and there would be 40 plus kids fighting their way into this room every single day. So at the time we just wanted to buy some land so at least the children had a space to get outdoors and run around. Mm. Um, two and a half years down the track, obviously it ended up growing and we ended up constructing a two classroom school. We went back in January 2018. That was my third trip. Um, myself, Dana and Lena, who were the other two main girls on the project, to do a bit of an opening ceremony for the school. Um, the school's running and doing really, really awesome now. The lady who runs it is incredible. And we obviously came home with three years worth of experience and you know knowledge of how big the need was. So we wanted to go down the path of establishing a proper non-for-profit and yeah, that's, that's what we did. We spent most of 2020 trying to set that up, which was a challenge. But yeah, we had a lot of really good people come along along the way who have helped us out. And yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And I think it, um, 2020 was probably the year of a lot of uh, creating uh, opportunities for a lot of people. So you probably had a lot of time to just get that concrete knowledge and opportunity to build the foundation. Would I be correct in saying? hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously in, in terms of fundraising and everything, because of the, the pandemic and what's happened in 2020, it's going to be slow for a long time. But for me, 2020 was kind of a blessing because it allowed me to do all of this. And although it was challenging because of that, it, it really did allow us to focus on this and set it up. And we wouldn't be where we are today if, if that hadn't happened, I don't think. That's mm -hmm. so inspiring. I've, I've heard a lot of stories around that. And, you know, it, it, it would be a blessing for, especially with this foundation that you've started. So thank yeah. you for sharing the, the knowledge around that. Um, yeah, so, so why you, you started the foundation because you, you, told, you touched a little bit about it. Can you elaborate a little bit more why you really wanted to start the foundation, you personally? Yeah, well, yeah, look, um, obviously, that initial project we did, that was never an NGO sort of a situation. We just sort of did that through friends and family fundraising. And I always say that Africa is one of those places I think people either go and they might have a good time, but it's not for them, or they go and it completely captures them. And that's what happened to me. So... I really fell in love with it. I fell in love with the scenery and how stunning of a place it is, but more than ever the community and the children. And obviously coming home after that, we've, we've seen some of the hardship that, that children face not having access to schooling in the families and the community. So 
we really wanted to to keep going with what we were doing and we really wanted to yeah create something that was going to be long term and something that was sustainable so yeah mm, that's amazing yeah because i mean i've been to africa once haven't been back since but uh, i know a lot is going on there now and has been for many years so any education that children and families can receive is is the number one so that's fantastic yeah. and i mean I mean, obviously, when we sort of came home with, with the plan to start this foundation, COVID hadn't really hit, you know, yet. And then throughout the year of establishing this, obviously, COVID-19 happened and Tanzania in particular, their main industry is a tourist industry. So that's all completely died off. And to give you a bit of an idea, um, prior to COVID-19, there were 270 million children out of school worldwide. Now, because of COVID-19, there's over 1.7 billion children out of school worldwide wow. and 50% of them are in sub-Saharan Africa. So, mm. yeah, as much as I said, it, it's going to be a challenge yeah. because of COVID-19, the need really is bigger than it's ever been before. Yeah, really high. Wow. Wow. Well, this is why it's so important to get the word out there for your foundation and the, the people, the community. So what is your mission of, of your foundation? What's, what's the mission? Yeah, um, look, our mission is, I guess, to fight poverty through education. So I'm a huge believer that education is not the only way out of poverty, but I think the most sustainable, secure way out of poverty, if that makes sense. Um, I think if you can educate a community, then you know, they're going to grow up and be able to provide for their families. It gives the children a chance to have a future and that just massively impacts society. I mean, another statistic, and I keep sort of throwing these out there, but they People also like say... statistics. It's okay. <laughs> if every woman in the world had an education, there would be over 7 million fewer malnourished children around the world. And to me, that speaks volumes of how important education is. Uh -huh. So... Yeah, fighting poverty through education, I guess, is, is our mission. And operating a 60-kid pre-primary school, that's our first sort of initiative that we're working towards at the moment. That's obviously to get children back into school. Um, but as I said, the, the other main pillar of our organisation is that teacher outreach side of things because getting kids into school is one thing, but providing quality education is another. And through the teacher outreach program, we can have a much broader outreach. We can empower local teachers and we can, you know, get into those grassroots schools a little bit more and, and improve education so those children, yeah, can can continue on. So, yeah, I would say that's, that's our mission and vision. Amazing. Can you, I love that vision. Can you tell us a little bit more about the outreach program? What does it involve? Yeah, so the teacher outreach program what we're sort of doing at the moment, we're working towards establishing both programs by mid 2021, being the 60 kid pre-primary school, as well as a teacher outreach program. We're gonna run them through uh, the same facility, um, but the teacher outreach program, we're developing it with four qualified teachers here in Australia. It's all gonna be structured around the Tanzanian curriculum. So the program will consist of an initial course uh, for grassroots teachers who are underqualified, um, familiarising them around the curriculum, 
um, giving them those additional teaching and learning concepts, uh, giving them skills and techniques they can use in the classroom um, as to how they can teach those particular skill sets using the resources which are around them. So, you know, an example being practicing the children's letter formations in, in sandboxes or using mm. stick to create letters and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then obviously, in addition to that initial course, the teachers will be able to come back through that facility and get access to additional resources, online resources, um, as well as, you know, running regular collaborative sessions for teachers to come along and, you know, talk about what's worked for them in the classroom, what hasn't, do collaborative planning sessions, all of that kind of stuff. Mm, wow, that's fantastic. That sounds like a lot of work to do. But very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, much needed by the sounds of it. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. There's a lot of organisations out there working to get kids back into school, which is obviously vital. Um, mm. But there's really not a lot out there supporting the teachers. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, that sort of it ties with my next question. Is, um, it is very important uh, to have support and educate children. But why really, you, you touched on a little bit, but can you expand a little bit more on why it's really important to support children, teachers and family in Tanzania itself, rather than the rest of Africa? Look, I think, I think it's equally important to support education anywhere in the world. Tanzania for us obviously is, is what we know and, and what we love. So it makes most sense for us to be there. But Tanzania in particular, because as I said, their economy has been massively affected by COVID-19. Um, Tanzania is, it's becoming quite a pro progressive country. Um, you know, they, they've already put quite some really good initiatives out there, but they've all kind of slowed down recently, particularly in light of COVID-19. And in Tanzania, the major cities, you know, children have, have a lot more access to education, but the rural parts of Tanzania really don't have anything at all, really. So targeting those areas is really important. And then our plan sort of is start in Tanzania. We really want to, you know, build up our, our program throughout Tanzania, but then ideally we would like to spread to the rest of East Africa and move into Malawi and places like that because the need is, is really big through all mm. of those areas, particularly at the moment. Mm. Amazing, amazing. So is that, would that be your big vision for, um, as a company, would be going from Tanzania to other parts of Africa? Oh, 100%. I mean, obviously, like I said, right now we are in the very first stage of this and, and in the development phase. Um, by mid-2021, we want to be able to launch both projects in Moshi, Tanzania, which is at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. Obviously, as that's successful and it grows, we want to expand and, and move into other parts of Tanzania. But yeah, I mean, I vision it 10 years down the track. Hopefully we can, you know, grow into some other East African nations and, and grow as an organisation. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So how can people get in touch or donate to your charity and foundation? How can people help? Yeah, so look, I'll say for us, as I said, we are tiny. We are a very grassroots organisation. I don't make any money off this. Nobody else does. 
you know, 100% of every single donation goes into the project directly. Um, and also I think that that gives us the ability to have a much bigger impact with our donations and with our support, which is good. Um, but obviously we've got a, we've got a website, so www.thekutamanifoundation.org. Um, even if you just Google the Kutamani Foundation uh, will come up. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. We have a number of different donation opportunities. Um, we run regular fundraisers. Right now we're doing a fitness-based fundraiser. Um, however, you can either opt to give a one-off donation if you would like, or better yet, um, we really do, uh, I don't know how to put it, value um, like sponsorships, ongoing sponsorships, where you can sponsor a child or sponsor a teacher and a child um, to, to be put through schooling and to be put through a teacher outreach course. And it's a really, really small amount of money. You can do one for as little as $15 a month, which is you know the equivalent of three coffees a month. And you are giving an entire child an education for $15 yeah. a month, which- That is, is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I know we all love our coffees, but if our coffees <laughs> go towards maybe somebody that is less fortunate than us, then we'll make the world a better place. Don't you agree? I think so too. Oh, 100%. And, and I know I've harped on about this a lot, but I truly think if you, if you want to do something that's going to have a long lasting, you know, stable, make a stable difference in the world is, is investing in education. I really think that's the best way we can make a change. Mm, yes, I totally agree on that. Totally agree. You did mention about the fitness fundraiser. What is involved in that and how can people get involved in it? Because you said yeah, it's happening so, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is sort of our first fundraiser of 2021. Um, trying to inspire people to, you know, kickstart their fitness goals for the new year. Um, basically what it is, is you set yourself a goal, say a running goal of 100 kilometres in 20 days. We're running them over 20-day periods. Um, choose your goal, sign up. Uh, we'll create you like a, a crowdfunding page that's dedicated to your challenge. Um, we've got a fundraiser toolkit so you can access, you know, graphics, posts you can share, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the idea of it is that you hit your goal, share your page, share your campaign and ask friends and family to donate and sponsor you to hit your goal. Um, and if you're on the Gold Coast, uh, if you hit your, your chosen fundraising goal, you'll be rewarded with a free gym membership for the corresponding time period. So that's just a little bit of an incentive for people that might want to get on board. Yeah, that's a great incentive. I'm sure everyone will want to do that. Everyone doing some good fitness goals for 2021. So, uh, yeah. hey, maybe I'll get on board for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The more people we've got, the better. Yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely love all of that. Great information. So, so happy to have you on, Lucy, today. And yeah, uh, it's it's just been incredible the what you've done with the foundation and, and what you're going to be doing. And as you said, it's quite small at the moment, but when we get our, the word out there that people want to help more children in different parts of the world to, to make a difference in the world. So yeah. um, what is one thing, I'm just going to ask you one more question, and that is, what is one thing that you would like the listeners and the viewers to learn about this podcast, about what we've spoken about? Oof. That is a really hard question. 
That's um, okay, you can think about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I think there's a lot. Um, look, I guess, I guess I would want people to learn that I think despite COVID-19 and COVID-19 has been a challenge for everybody, there's no denying that, but there's still a huge world out there of, you know, heaps of people and being in Australia, I think we've been incredibly lucky throughout the pandemic. Yes, it's been challenging on businesses and, and on people and things like that. However, there are parts of the world that have had no support throughout COVID-19 and, you know, these communities of these children, because of COVID-19, there are now going to be generations of children that go on without an education, which is going to have massive implications for, for those people, the communities and those nations as a whole. So I guess what I want people to, to take out of this is that you don't have to give a lot. You don't have to do a lot to, to make a, a positive impact. But I think through COVID-19, I think we've what we can take away from that is that we really do need to band together a lot more as a whole world. It doesn't matter where you're from. Mm, mm, fantastic. And I'll leave it at that. Thank <laughs> you so much, Lucy, for yeah. coming on again today. And uh, we will speak soon. Take yeah, care. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Lucy. Bye for now. See you later. Bye.